Hey, have you ever thought of raising money for your business, but you're really not sure the best method to do that? Well, there are the traditional routes, but today's guest is one of those guys who created an entire agency designed around crowdfunding. And you are going to love hearing the stories of who he tries to help, the clients that he helps, the problems that he solves, and how they designed systems of raising money through crowdfunding in the most unique way that you'll ever imagine. It is a very awesome company. Our guest today is Mark Bacota, and he has an amazing company that he's going to describe, and how he helps them is super, super fun. I've thought about raising money through crowdfunding, but I've I've chickened out too many times on developing a product or, or where am I gonna get the money to raise for that and, and, and how much is it gonna cost me in equity to raise the money for this product offering that I wanna create. This makes it so awesome because the pre-fund of a, of a product concept is so awesome. And people are taking a risk, but the money that they raise through that and then deliver a product back to those people is one of the coolest things, a cool study, and it's an exciting podcast. You're going to love hearing from Mark. You're going to love hearing about his challenges that he had to face in his growth and scaling process and what he did to kind of resolve it and the trajectory that he's on right now because of it. Great story about what it takes to scale, and you are going to love, love the insights that he shares with us on the show. Enjoy the episode, and we'll see you at the end. Welcome to the Growth and Scaling Podcast. This is your host, Todd Westra, and I am so glad you're here today because we are going to interview an amazing founder or executive who is gonna share with us their decisions that they made that exploded their growth. So if you need some inspiration, you wanna hear how other businesses are doing it, this is a place to be and we are glad you're here. Enjoy this episode. Hey, we are so excited on today's episode to have our special guest, Mark Bacota, and you're going to love what he does. I mean, it is truly one of those businesses that is just all about helping other businesses, which is a fun business to be part of. So without further ado, Mark, welcome to the show. Would you please tell us who you are and what you do? What's up, everyone? My name is Mark Bacota. I'm the CEO and co-founder of a company called LaunchBoom, and... Maybe you can guess what we do right now. You're probably in your mind. What does LaunchBoom do? Well, we help uh, product creators and <laughs> entrepreneurs to launch their products. Uh, but we specifically use crowdfunding platforms, Kickstarter and Indiegogo as the launch platforms. So essentially it's it's acting as a pre-order platform where the entrepreneurs can get Love the it. money up front and then go manufacture the product. So it kind of flips the script on the traditional product launch model and it uh, reduces the risk pretty drastically for product creators. I love it. I love it. Now, now a lot of people are out there saying, okay, I've, I've heard of crowdfunding. Um, I'm more of a traditional fundraiser. Like what kind of businesses are you helping raise this money? And, and what, like, what does that process look like? Cause I think it's kind of voodoo magic to a lot of people. Right. Right. So that's, so the term crowdfunding is, can be a little confusing to people because there's all these different types of crowdfunding. Yeah. Um, some people can like when they think of crowdfunding, they immediately think of Kickstarter. Some people think of GoFundMe. Some people think of right. maybe a platform like WeFunder. And all three of those platforms that is named are all different. Where a platform like Kickstarter or Indiegogo 
um, can really be treated more as like a, almost like a pre-order store. Even though Kickstarter and Indiegogo will be, make it very clear that they are not a store, that's essentially how we're using it. Where people can launch products on there and people can pre-order it. And then later they will be shipped the product. That's different from GoFundMe, which is more like a donation platform. Right. Or a WeFunder or a Start Engine, which is an equity platform. So sometimes people think crowdfunding is like, um, we get people all the time that reach out like, hey, can you help me raise funds or like investment for my right. product? And that's that's not what we do. That's a that's a different thing. Right. Um, so in terms of who we're working with, yeah, it is people that have consumer products that they want to launch. I'd say it's like 95% are consumer products. The other 5% is we've actually had a lot of success launching uh, like glamping or boutique hotels, Serious? <laughs> which is a really random category. Yeah. That is an interesting yeah, niche yeah, right we, there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually way less than 5%. Uh, I think about it in terms of like client number of clients. But, right. you know, we're, we get surprised sometimes in terms of what is possible um, cool. to launch in, a, in like a pre-order uh, fashion. Yeah, That's definitely different than a lot of people think. I mean, I was not thinking that's what you do, but um, I, yeah. I suppose a lot of the Kickstarters and a lot of the things that I've seen being crowd, crowdfunded are attached to a product. And, uh, you know, I, I guess you always think, okay, they got this funny video. They've got some cool hype thing that they're doing. And, and that's the right. kind of stuff you're doing to help them. Is that right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we're essentially a marketing company. Uh, and I guess I didn't really talk about what we do, but at the end, at the end of the day, we're a marketing company. So right. we're working with product creators and we have a very specific system that we've been building since actually 2013 was the very first campaign that we launched. Nice. That did 78,000. And, um, you know, it all starts with the pre-launch. So we get right. in there early and kind of the key points that we're focusing on is we help you with your product positioning. We build up a funnel that we call the reservation funnel. And I can get into the into the weeds of this, but I'll, I'll keep it very right. high level right now. Right. It's positioning, we build you a big, big, big email list of people uh, yeah. before you launch. We build your marketing assets that you need, like a campaign video, like you're talking about, campaign page, and then right. we launch on the platforms. Now, Besides um, being a platform that basically facilitates this like pre-order mechanism, the other cool part about these platforms is that they're kind of like stores or <laughs> again, like the people from Kickstarter and Indiegogo don't like me saying this, but it, we kind of, again, they're, they're kind of like stores where there are people on there that are looking to buy cool stuff. Right. So think about like, I've Amazon, been on there doing that. Right? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Think about like Amazon, which is obviously on a huge, like a totally other scale than Kickstarter. Right. But um, think about Amazon. If you get in the top rankings on Amazon, right. then you're going to get traffic for free, essentially. Right. And so that's why we see about 20% of the funds, that, like of the revenue generated on the platform, actually comes from the platform itself. Love it. And that's only possible if you if you do the pre-launch right, and if you if you have a big launch. Right. Um, so that's a that's like a high high level overview of how we help people, but it's really Love it. a, no, that's a so marketing cool. strategy. You know, a lot of people don't even think about that as a launch mechanism, and yet it is so amazing to pre-sell these things. I, I had a guest on a few, uh, last week who, they raised $150 million from 40,000 investors through crowdfunding. And and I was really? like, holy crap, yeah, amazing. And and I thought, and, and then that? now you come on here talking about crowdfunding, doing, you know, helping companies put those campaigns together. 
And I'm like, this is amazing. Like this is the, this is such a cool modern day way to raise money to build a business and pre-sale. It really is a fascinating concept because you're, you're selling a product that isn't even fully developed yet, but it gives you the money to produce it and, and reward those early investors. And, uh, and hopefully you can move on to making more money on each of uh, the production runs after. Right, right. I mean, you did use the word investor right there, which is like a kind of a misconception with uh, right. with like Kickstarter yeah. or Indiegogo. It's right. really just think about it as like customers. You know, it's like True. this. True. Uh, if you think about the product adoption curve, it's it's like these innovators and early adopters that are getting in there. But something is interesting that you said about um, you know, like there's like these different ways of raising funds, and you had, had someone on here that uh, raised 150 million. Is that what you said? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, Boxable, Boxable we, is the company. It's amazing. Oh, I, I, that guy reached out to me recently. That's oh, cool. He was like, "Hey, can you help us do something?" And I'm like, "We don't He's do equity." But um, yeah. But he's like, "Yeah, we already raised a ton of money." I was like, "I don't know why you need help." But um, <laughs> I was like, "You should be helping us, man." Um, but anyways, um. What I was going to say is that we have we have a client that we've worked with on multiple launches on on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and their strategy is that they do cool. these pre-order launches on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, but then they they actually go yeah. onto equity crowdfunding platforms after, and they go to their customers and they have their customers invest in their in their um, equity crowdfunding campaign. So it becomes this like virtuous cycle. Um, so it's pretty cool how it works. So, so, um, let's jump into like, aside from the people you're helping, let's jump into your actual business. I mean, you, you can't do this kind of production, this kind of marketing, uh, this pre-sale campaigns without a team. How have you grown from 2013? Is that, is that really when you started is 2013 to now? Yeah. Yeah. We did. Like, yeah. And, and tell us about that journey and what's been like your favorite part about that whole growth journey. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, favorite, favorite part. That's interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll answer the, I know it's the latter of the question. So the first yeah. part of the question. So yeah, we started in 2013 and we actually started as a different company. <laughs> so we, Identity we started crisis. right out of college. <laughs> yeah. We started right out of college. Uh, there was a few of us that met in this internship and then we're like, Hey, let's try to do this digital marketing agency thing. Cause we were cool. young and dumb. And, um, but we got our first $5,000 contract from this law firm, I remember. And uh, I'm like, all right, we're in business. And we were just doing some website <laughs> design work and video production. And Love it. Anyway, so the, the first company was called Label Creative. And really it was just, you know, a bunch of a young 20 something year olds hustling, you know, trying to make this right. stuff work and having fun, you know? Yeah. Um, we, we launched the first crowdfunding came in 2013, not because we were focused on this like mission now to, to help product creators, uh, bring their ideas to life, but just because it was like a cool project that came on our desk. Right. And at that point we were mostly focused on creative actually, right. but we went along for the ride, um, of that first campaign. And then 2014, we had a cl another client said, Hey, I saw you do that one campaign. Can you help me with, with, uh, with mine? And we're like, sure, nice. let's launch. And, so we did another one. We did about like 101 or 102, something like that on Indiegogo. It's called One Hour Break. And then um, the first client came back to us uh, with the new and improved version of their product called EcoCube C. And that time was when we started to experiment with uh, actual, mostly lead generation through Facebook uh -huh. at the time before it was called Meta. Yeah. And um, yeah. built up an email list and that one ended up doing $375,000. 
Nice. So, yeah. So then um, about that time, I had read this book called Built to Sell. And yes. in the book, have you read it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for anyone that hasn't read it, the real quick kind of thesis and plot of the book is it's a, it's a business book, but it's written as a fiction. So it's really interesting. Right. It tells a story of this agency owner that builds up his company over years, like a decade plus. He's million, doing millions of dollars. And he's like, all right, it's time to sell this company. Goes to his investment banker friend and basically figures out this business is worthless because it's not it's not unique. It's not doesn't have repeatable business and it's not right. systematizable. Right. And so that's the thesis of the book or the solution of the book is that you have to if you have a service based business you have to treat it like a product. Right. And so we're like very long story short we said hey let's uh, let's go into this this crowdfunding thing because it's super unique and niche. It's a very systematizable process and it's, it can be a repeatable business. Look, we got like someone that came back to us with our next launch. Right. We also thought, you know, eventually we can add e-commerce services in this and we can kind of make this whole like, uh, 100%. you know, circular thing. Right. And so that's what we did in 2015 was when we rebranded to launch boom and, um, you know, and along the journey now from like 2015, to now we've actually also had other big ups downs side to side whatever zigzag all over the place um if you don't you're doing that. something wrong <laughs> <laughs> right i don't know anyone that has like a perfect no you know, trajectory all the way up the right, right up to the right <laughs> yeah hockey stick um <laughs> but anyways yeah we in the, i would say the next biggest kind of like milestone for us or fun story let's put it that way yeah. is uh at the beginning of 2020 we had 25 people by the end of 2020 we had 65 people so we went through a nice. lot of growth during that time um covid would definitely helped you know i feel like people either got crushed by covid or they just exploded because of it in a good way um there wasn't much in between and so i'm really grateful that we were on the other side of things and it's mainly because you know for we're because i got crushed <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I had friends that got <laughs> no, crushed. It, was, it, it happens. I mean, that's no, just part of that's part yeah. of business ownership life cycle. You never know when it's going to hit. <laughs> well, I mean, here's there's the thing. So it was we blew up for it for a moment. Yeah. You know, I would say we we rode the bubble, and yeah. then when the bubble started to uh, you know kind of not maybe not pop, but like a little bit of air started right. to come out. You know, we like oh man, 65 people were actually a little bloated here, and uh, so we did go through some layoffs. Um, right. and then, but mid last year, I made a decision that we had, we were down around like mm, 45 people actually. So we had gone yeah. from 65, we had gone through actually two rounds of layoffs. Some people had left and I didn't, I didn't, um, Stop them. I didn't like, we didn't rehire. Right. 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 And, right, right. but going through that whole experience and just the journey of building the agency to that point, we were like a turnkey agency. We had a studio in downtown San Diego. We had an e-commerce right. team, we had a company team, we had all these people. I made this decision that, Hey, I'm not actually that excited about what we're building anymore. Um, <laughs> like this whole, just like big this agency thing. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like okay. Last okay. Year. So yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense about good. seven years in eight years in. Yeah. You get an itch. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like in no, I mean, so, nothing about wrong about agencies. Well, I mean, I have I have some thoughts on turnkey agencies, specifically crowdfunding. Right. But um, you know, people can build amazing businesses, and I can talk about the mistakes that we made. But um, 
if mainly I came down to me not being very excited about, you know, what we were building with this like turnkey agency anymore. Right. And I thought there was everything we had learned. I thought there was a better path and a better business model that would help actually our clients and just be a more enjoyable and fun business model for us. For sure. Um, and so we, we pivoted, we, it was very difficult, but we went down to 18 people. So like big, yeah. big layoff, lots of friends, you know, it's never, never fun. Anyone that's it's done it understands. Fun. No. And, um, but now it's the team is just lean and mean, and we're focused on building what I'm calling the launch boom platform. So basically like a collection of, of services and software that we're building to make it very easy for product creators to go through this process of bringing their idea, going from product idea right. to the next big milestone is like seven figure e-commerce brand. So there's, there's more to unpack there, but so, we have, so break this down real quick though. Cause I, I love. I love that you just told that story because, you know, a lot of a lot of people I talk to, a lot of other founders, they they do they hit this wall where they're like, man, my business is it, it either is controlling them, they're not enjoying that that like grind. It, it, there comes a point where you got to stop grinding and kind of enjoy it for a little bit, or or right. they're hitting a roadblock where it's like, what is the pathway of growth we really want to see? Because you know you right. hit this, you hit these walls, and you find that okay, out of the last twenty clients we onboarded, who are my three favorite? Who are my three least favorite? How do I do less of that and more of these guys? You know what I mean? Is that is that kind of how you felt? Yeah. So uh, let me give a little bit more context to the story, and that will answer yeah. your question. So, yeah. you know, I told you, twenty twenty was like beginning of twenty twenty. We started to see this this growth, right? And um, Another thing happened at the beginning of 2020 is that we started this division of our company called the consulting division. And the idea of that was, okay, we have this turnkey done for you agency, right. but what about all these people that maybe don't have like huge budgets? So we built right. this course, but mostly it's like this consulting program where it's now kind of like, it's like done with you and we're gotcha. going to guide you through the process as like consultants. You understand right. yeah instead of like uh, we're gonna do all the work for you you, you don't want to be so, the fulfillment team you want to be like hey we know how to do this let's guide you through this process right. yeah exactly and it was really meant as a downsell yeah um <laughs> so the reason why i bring this up is because what you were saying about having these realizations of you know like really reflecting on like is this fulfilling to me also like are the where are our happiest clients like who right. are they and you know, it's getting really clear also on like what I want um, as a founder, because if I'm not excited about what we're building, then right. who the hell's going to follow me, right? Totally, um, totally. So when I was going through this period of reflection, I realized that all of our problems, like all the biggest challenges that we were facing was all on the agency side. Right. And then we have this other division over here, this consulting division, where like the team that's working on it, super happy. Yeah. clients in there super happy super happy the results are doing really well yeah. the, the the whole the whole business unit is just growing at like yeah. a really nice pace super profitable i'm like what are we doing here you know what i mean like why why are we why are we fighting this so much right. you know and i think <laughs> right. making it more difficult than it has to be uh, and the other thing is that the the first assumption was that this consulting division would just be for people that didn't have big budgets but well, we were getting people with huge budgets that were like yeah. you know what we actually have marketing teams already, yeah. like maybe internally. We just want to learn how to do your system and you guys coach us and consult us along the way. We want to use your tools and your systems and your templates. 
And so that was like, you know, that was a lesson in having my, being open to having my beliefs be like completely challenged and right, changed. Right, right. Yeah. So now we're having, yeah, we're having people that have smaller budgets, but we're also having, again, people with much larger budgets, bigger teams are like, we don't want to work with the turnkey. guide their mm-hmm. internal teams, do the production. Right. And you're just kind of saying, here's what's got to happen. Here's a good, here's a good mission to, to, here's some goals we should be accomplishing by these points. And yeah, dude, right. I, I feel like you're you're telling my story because I we'll talk afterwards about it. But this is a very important thing for for those listening. You know what it takes to scale. I I really feel like this is what you just described is what I describe to my clients all the time. And that there's like a there's like a moment in your business where you've launched. You're you're generating good solid revenue. You're you're really experiencing good good business practice. But as you look at your entire product lineup, I call it a burnout analysis. You got to look at the stuff that you're producing that is taking a lot of resources and not really making you very happy. Look at the stuff that you love doing and put more resources and energy there and really lean into the stuff that you really enjoy doing and and just let go. It's okay to let go and change from where you originally started and anticipated doing as a business. Yeah, that's very well said. Yeah, I love it. Dude, well you said. you are like this is seriously like almost therapy uh, for for a lot of people out there. I think I think there's so many business founders out there who get stuck thinking they got to just keep doing what they started, and they're scared to lean yeah. into what they actually enjoy doing with their business. And so, I really appreciate you sharing this because I think for those of you out there learning, trying to figure out what you need to do to scale your business, this is it. Like this is how you scale and grow in a deep and meaningful way. And and the story of how you scale down your team in order to kind of scale up the thing you love doing. Exactly. Dude, it's so rad. I mean, seriously, it's really cool. I love that you described that. Right. Um, Thanks. Thanks, yeah. So what advice do you give people? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, what I was going to say on that was, I I wrote a whole post about this. I was just thinking about the, I wrote like 10 lessons. I'm not going to remember all of them. (laughs) Yeah. The first one, the first one on there was like, sometimes you have to be selfish and well, I think another way of putting that, I I feel is is more like you first have to, there's people have said this before, right? It's not a new thought, but it's like, you have to take care of yourself first. And I think as a leader, at least I'll just speak for myself. There have been at times where I'm like, oh, I need to be this like very selfless leader and like more about is everyone else like happy? And, you know, especially when you get to a team of 65, you want everyone to be happy, which yeah, is important to a certain extent. But if like I'm not, if I'm not fulfilled in what I'm doing, if I'm not happy in what I'm doing, if I don't have energy from the things I'm working on, I don't see a, like a vision, or I'm not excited about the vision. All this stuff again, the listeners might seem super obvious, but for me, it was very easy to get wrapped up in this like growth and totally. kind of like lose sight of all this stuff. Totally. And and just realizing that I have to constantly be checking in with myself as the leader of the organization. Like it's my job to be very clear with like what I want and uh, be very clear about the vision and make sure that I'm in alignment with that right. or no one's going to follow me. Right. Even right. if like, it's almost like the subconscious thing, right? Like people pick up on it. Right. So it it's totally really is. made me prioritize. Yeah. Prioritize like me, right. you know, and it's okay. It's actually, it's like by prioritizing myself, I'm actually being selfless. I'm like, I'm actually being a better leader. You really are. Actually 
making more change. So yeah, um, it's like this. It's almost like this paradox to a certain extent, right? Um, <laughs> you feel you feel bad it. for thinning yeah. down your team, but at the same time, you feel like, holy crap, everyone is bought into this new vision. Everyone wants to go where where we're kind of pointing our little our rocket ship. You know, it's like, dude, everyone right. everyone's on board. Let's let's go let's go to that place right there. And uh, I love I love this story. This has been a fantastic episode. I mean. You know, to, nice. as you as you finish this journey, like as you're evolving right now, and and develop, you know, kind of, I know you've made like some life changes. You know, you're you're living in Colombia right now. You're you're kind of like doing. It sounds to me like you're kind of midlife crisising in your in your twenties, uh, which is not normal. <laughs> but um, thirty-two. Okay, 32, thirty-two. Thirty-two. Okay, okay. So so as you do this, and as you're like, how does it feel? As a founder, how does it feel to like kind of have stripped off all those things you thought you had to do, and now you're leaning into the stuff that you really wanted to? How to express to other founders yeah. out there who are feeling stuck? What is this doing for you? Yeah, I mean, I think the the best word is like I feel energized. Like I feel genuinely excited about what I'm doing every day, and um, it's funny because if you would have asked me like I think a year ago, yeah. If I was like excited about what I was doing, I, I think I would have answered yes, but it's almost like I didn't, I like forgot. It, it was like over time, you know, I just kind of kept getting like pushed down and pushed down and pushed down. Right. And kind of forget what it used to be like when it's like exciting and, you know, and all these things are in alignment with the vision, et cetera. Totally. And so totally. now I wake up every day and I'm, I'm pumped, <laughs> you know, I mean, like I'm like actually excited about it. And um, yeah, I, yeah, there was there was all these other things that I I like let go like right. um like good habits and things I used to do yeah uh, before we got so big and I just you know my focus changed a lot so right. where like a lot of my time was focused on like solving operational complexity problems right. and and people problems and like you know like learning while we're like flying this rocket ship totally. type of thing. Totally. And um, of course, if I did it again, I would, you know, probably, I hope do it better. Although I don't really want to do it again. Well, <laughs> in terms of, I'm I want to grow, I want to scale, yeah. but I wanna, I'm doing it in a different way. You know, some people love yeah. to have like huge teams. That's what they want. Um, and to a certain extent, like you can, you're going to have to have a certain size team right. for the most part, if you want to get to like probably a hundred million plus right. and all that type of stuff. Right. But for me, I'm just not that excited or really, I'm really trying to solve problems of scale without like adding more headcount. Love it. Love it. Well, Mark, this has been a really fun conversation. And uh, I, I think that there's a lot we can discuss later uh, offline and on our weekly uh, LinkedIn live series. This is a great conversation to bring up and just kind of bring awareness because I think there is a lot of overwhelm. There's a lot of uh, stress from founders who, who don't see an end in sight. They don't feel like they're passionate about their business anymore. And, um, and, and as you consider your opportunities to grow and scale, I think a huge piece that most people forget is what is my exit? You know, where is my escape route? Because the business you just built, even though you're tired of it, doesn't mean that someone else doesn't want to come and gobble it up and, and take what you built, you know? And so there's a lot of elements to this to unpack but but you having gone through this journey and and as you you know hit these moments where you're like okay what am i doing 
Is there someone you'd like to give a shout out? Someone that, that you kind of leaned on a little bit that kind of gave you some advice and said, dude, this is, this is what I do when I'm feeling like that. Is there somebody you'd like to give a quick shout out to on the podcast? I mean, this is not a, a cop-out. I know you're looking for one person, but honestly, the team that I have, I love um, even even the you know the team members that we let go of, I'm, I'm seriously, because like, yeah. it was such a difficult moment yeah. and everyone really came together, um, especially the people that, you know, stayed and supported, right. but also the people that left, like we, we let them know like a month in advance and, yeah. you know, really helped them with severance and all that. And like, I don't know, one of our core values is family. And some people are like, laugh at that value. I think it's fake nah, I think it's awesome. <laughs> or like even manipulative I've heard, but, um, I don't know for us, I feel like it's real. So I, I know it's real. So I'm, um, super grateful for the people in my life and the team members that I've had current and past. I love it. Well, dude, how do people uh, get a hold of you? Are you active on LinkedIn? Like where's the place you hang if people want to reach out and, and uh, follow what you're up to? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm most active on LinkedIn. I'm posting every day cool. actually. Um, so yeah, just look up Mark Pakoda. Um, you guys can also email me as well. Just mark at launchroom.com. I'll answer you. Cool. Um, and then check us out at launchroom.com. Also, if you're interested in one more plug, I swear, Do it. if you're interested in uh, a book that I wrote, um, coming up on three years nice. ago, I'm actually republishing it in a couple months. Nice. Um, but anyway, check out crowdfunded and crowdfunded on Amazon. If you actually look up crowdfunding, the word crowdfunding on Amazon, it should be number one. Nice. So proud of that number one book Dude. on crowdfunding on Amazon, but go check That's it. freaking it's, awesome. it's only 99 cents on Kindle. Yeah. Go check it out. Hey, way to go, man. No, I'm super proud of you. Super proud. I love hearing about the journey. And, uh, I know that many of you out there asking the same questions. What do I do next? What is my next play? This is a great story of transition, a great story of, of kind of revitalizing your business. And I hope it does help some of you understand that just because you launched One Direction doesn't mean you got to keep going that way. You, you can make a pivot and find a lot of happiness and, and joy in that ride. So thanks for being with us today on the What It Takes to Scale podcast. We can't wait to see you on the next episode. Thanks, Mark. Awesome. Thank you. So was that right? Honestly, I had no idea going into this conversation how much of a therapy session this would be for me. <laughs> Those of you that have owned and operated businesses or are currently operating a business, you know the stresses that Mark described. You know the, the, the dissatisfaction or the unfulfilled feeling that you sometimes get while owning and operating your business. This is not unique to him. It's not unique to me. I have a feeling that most founders get to this point multiple times through their career. But what do you do about it? What do you do about it? I challenge each of you to take a step back, take a real thorough study of your product lineup and figure out what parts of it do you really like to fulfill and what parts of it are you not so excited about every day? I love how Mark described the excitement that he had to show up every day and, and start building this new model that he was working on. I hope that you can have that type of experience in your growth and scaling. And as you listen to the rest of this podcast and, and other podcasts that may follow, I really hope you find value in the, the insights that you're gonna take from these podcasts on what it does take to scale. And with that, I invite you to come back again. Share this episode with anyone you think they can get value from it. And let's keep moving forward. 
We are all on this path to know what it takes to scale. And we appreciate you being here. Thanks so much. <laughs>